With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Albert Elise is going to get there. There's no question. He squares in. There it is. It's another. And it's Mumble Rodriguez again, scoring goals left and right, Elise with the assist. To another 15 minutes with Finn. It's me, your host, Finn. There's no stand-in for this, it's just me. So first of all, let's start off by saying fuck West Coast time. Because 9.30 is, that's a long evening. Okay, and you know, our boys are used to Houston time. So to them, they were playing a little bit later than normal. But I was tired. I know a lot of people were tired out there because there's a lot of people complaining about the start time for this one, but it, it's a 9.30 match. It's always a uh, always a 9.30 match when we go out there. And it's typically a loss, which is what happened. Okay, and let me start off by saying we are who we thought we were. We're still the Dynamo. We're still fighting for the bottom. We start at the top, now we're here. But we look better. Corey Baird looks better. Jesus. Yeah, that was, first of all, that vision by Karaskia was phenomenal. Second, the pass by Karaskia was phenomenal. Third, the first touch by Corey Baird was phenomenal. And fourth, the little flick on with the rights, the outside of the foot, if you watch. Also phenomenal. It was a great goal. Guys, that's the Corey Baird that once upon a time was worth a shit. So he's still in there. He's 26. Which by MLS standards, shit. Wing standards, he's peaking. Like he's hitting his peak years. 28, 29, those are usually their peaks. He's getting close. So I'm on Team Baird. I'm on Team team Keep Corey Baird around. Uh, No matter what happens. I think he's shown he's able to play, obviously. And uh, he's also able to recover, and he's got a he's got a good ceiling. Anyway, let's talk about some other guys. Uh, I didn't think we were going to win the game. I think everybody's been enjoying this little bump with Kenny Bundy and the change in formation to a four-two-three-one. But let's be honest, it, we're still not a really a great team. We've played much better. But these guys, I guess now they realize they're playing for their jobs. I guess it didn't sink in, like, I don't know, in July, June, and August when we usually hit our shitty lull. But I didn't think we'd win. And I know that, like, they were chomping at the bit to get back at us because we what we did to them here was great. And we were in the midst of, like, playing like garbage. Also, Paulo Nagamora won Manager of the Week that week. So if you are a Dynamo coach, you do not want to win Manager of the Week because the next week you might lose your job. 
but I guess it was coming. Anyway, I didn't think we were going to win this. So the final score of 3-1, to one, the scoreline doesn't accurately reflect, I think, the performance. I know the XG would disagree with me, but I thought it was a pretty close game. I thought there was a lot of chances we had. There was that possible handball in their goal, which somebody wrote, if the ball intentionally comes off your foot and then the next thing is the hand, it doesn't count. Hey, guys, a fucking shot intentionally comes off somebody's foot. I think they mean the uh, the person who hand, who hits the ball. Anyway, uh, could you imagine having Gareth Bale on your bench like uh, LAFC did? Or really blessing Teo, Mario, any of their subs. All of their subs would immediately start on our team. Like, really. Okay, so going back to this. Didn't think we'd win. Was looking for a fight, some scrap, and dude, we are. We're, we're being scrappy. We're fighting. We're getting after it. Um, my man of the match is going to be Corey Baird. Yeah, it is. Ah, or Coco. Coco. I'm going to give it to Coco with Baird a close second. Um, worst game for me. I think Dorsey, Griffin Dorsey, may, maybe Parker. Maybe Parker. Parker had the one penalty. Dorsey had the other, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but yeah, Dorsey. Dorsey was abused. What was what happened to Griffin Dorsey last night was a crime. Why it's not being investigated as assault and battery, I will never ever know. But I'm not gonna talk anymore about Corey Baird. Dorsey showed last night why he's not a guy that needs to start on a playoff team. He's not. He looks he looks good. He looks average. He looks like he should against average opposition. But when you get against, you know, teams like this, I mean, granted at home, one thing, but you have to be able to put in a solid shift on the road and he was okay, but he, he didn't he didn't he just kinda proved to me why I think he's a backup. You know? And he's still young too. Keep him around like Joey wants. Joey Stats wants to keep him. Parker, I thought, was all right. There was a couple of times, man, I don't know what he was thinking, but he gave away a penalty as well, right? I don't know. We had a handball. We had a shitty tackle. Anyway, it just it was the game that was supposed to be. There's no sense in, like, getting mad about it, although my girlfriend's mad at me. I don't even know if she's my girlfriend anymore, but it's okay. I'm not, like, I'm not tripping over shit. You guys will talk about it on the whole episode. I'm not tripping over shit at all. Yo, Darwin Quintero's still good. Uh, yeah, he's a 66-minute player. He's 60 minutes tops in those little tiny legs. He's got such little legs. And he has just the greatest smile. I love Quintero's little smile. He's good. His smile's great. He looks pretty good. Him and Fernando link up pretty well. Sebastian had a couple chances. Didn't capitalize, but, you know, it's going to happen. He's not going to make every chance. He's not going to convert every opportunity. So for him to glance a header clear over the bar that typically or in the past he scored, that was a little weird. But I'm okay. He's starting to get better service, and maybe he's not even doing the scoring, but we look better. We look better, and he's playing better. And in reality, some of the guys like Corey Baird behind him, Fafa, they've picked their game up. They're playing much better. Speaking of Fafa, 
Where were those two goals last night? Fafa did fine. You know, he works his ass off. He's up and down the pitch. He's still graded out over average. Fafa's fine. I mean, should he start? Yeah, because he's all we got. But the substitute last night, Mr. Nelson Quinones, showed just how raw he really is. He did not perform well. Memo Rodriguez, on the other hand, Memo's looked pretty good as a sub off the bench. If Memo wants to stick around as a sub off the bench, that's fine. The L.A. commentators were talking about Memo last night, and they were saying how he just hasn't quite panned out the way we thought he would. They didn't mention he's only... He's, he's, they did, that he's the only Academy product that we have, which, that sucks. We should do better. We have to do better in that department. But um, moving on, Veda had moments of brilliance, and he had moments of Matias Veda. He didn't perform admirably well. He did his job. There's a couple moments he did. He did some pretty impressive things. Then there's him stomping on feet. He is a little shit. She's a shithouser. And he will mess with people. And that's why I like Manny Vera. Next to him, the guy gets better and better every game. And the ball is around Montreal. The guys that do uh, the Montreal podcast. They mentioned, it was either them or Nathan. Maybe it was Nathan from Vancouver. Said how Coco just gets better and better every time he sees him. And that's been 100% the truth. And the best part about him is he's only 23. He's only 20 fucking three. And he is playing in the midfield like a veteran-established eight. I think the eight is the one that plays offense. He's playing like an established veteran. And, yo, he is really, really developing. So that's him and Hector. Shit. Whenever Hector decides, Hector probably won't come back until L.A. But when Hector comes back, him and Coco, man, that's a pretty creative little midfield. I know neither one is a true ten like Darwin. But for eights or sixes or however they want to play them, they're eights. They're creative, and they can do some pretty impressive things. Lundqvist, ooh, the new dad. He is back. He had a good Lundqvist-like game. He gave me red card vibes last night where I felt like he might uh, he might do some Swedish shit and get thrown out. Like some random flying kick tackle a la Wolverhampton. If you can't beat him, kick him in the chest. That's Bruno Lage's fucking motto. Lundy was back. He had a good game. He's had a good run again. He had a little bit, literally, right after his baby was born. A couple matches, man. He uh, he struggled. He did not look good. Next to him, uh, teenager Debe. Hey, Bebe. Hey, Bebe. Yo, after the debacle where him and Bartlow shit the bed in the San Jose or Vancouver match, teenager Debe has been playing the way he should. And that is so important for us going forward because even though this season is lost, Teenage Adebe playing the way that he's supposed to as a designated player should play, that is critical. Because we still need a center back on the right. And I know people are like, Bartlow. Should be Bartlow. Eh. If it should be Bartlow, it would be Bartlow. But it's been Parker because it's Parker. So I think that uh, once we get an established center back next to Teenage, not Tim. If Tim Parker was coming off the bench at 400 to 500 grand a year, I'd be okay with that. 
But paying Tim Parker to start matches at over a million dollars a year and put in performances like that, not okay with that. But yeah, we need to upgrade Parker. Griffin Dorsey. Oh, you baby angel. He showed why he's not a... He can't compete with the top clubs. <clears throat> and it sucks because I know Joey loves him. Joey loves him from Griffin, but he's still not there yet. He could be. I think he could be if he fixes his socks. You know, nobody's going to ever <laughs> take him seriously if his fucking socks look like that. But, uh, no, he could be. But not yet. And I don't think we're in the mood to wait. Like, I think that we want to get better now. And the biggest thing now is to not, not end up in the cellar, which... San Jose have a game in hand, but we lead them by two points. So let's cross our fingers that they uh, they drop points. Uh, lastly, Mr. Clark, Stephen, good game again, some good saves. Um, Carlos Vela, his PKs, the first one drove me mad because he just knew where Steve was going. The second one, he showed why he's, so, he's a good player. He just drove it right past Steven. And the goal that Hollings had scored, dude, that thing was like 100 miles an hour. Clark wasn't fucking saving that. that. Like, even if you knew where it was going, that's a tough shot to save. Because it was so close and it was so hard and it was just such an upward angle. If Clark had gotten his face in front of it, I think he could have stopped it. But we don't want Steven to get injured because if Steven gets injured, we get Michael Nelson. The last time Michael Nelson played more than a... Oh, Jesus. It was the Philadelphia game. I was glad to see Zeka get in, you know, off the bench, even though I think he's gone. Uh, for the most part, they played the kids off the bench that I wanted to see. wanted to see Nelson. I wanted to see Thor. I did want to see Bartlow and Junkwa, but we didn't. So I didn't get what I want. But Zeka came back in, so maybe he's, I'm pretty sure he's gone. You know, he's not even at an age where we can say, we can develop him. He's 28 and we 29. But, I mean, not a lot to be really mad about last night. They, they went after it. They really got after it. Lots of blocks, lots of clearances, a lot of good aggressive tackles. Passing was good. It was an open game. It was fun to watch. I mean, we've won two, lost two, and drew one in our last five. That's not really terrible. That's not horrible. It is the first time, I think, uh, we've lost to a Los Angeles team this year. So that part was sad. But no, we, we look we look different. We look a little chippy. But I think it also shows that this is not going to be Kenny Bundy's job. I mean, as hard as we played, he was never going to beat them, I don't think. And God, I don't want him to get the job. I want him to go back and work with Dinah Dose because he's, he appears to be a motivational coach who fits the system to the players, which, I mean... People argue that's what you should do, but a good coach with the right system, that shit works better than the players, I think. If you can get the right players into the coach's system, that's the best way to go. But we don't know who the coach is, and we don't know what the system's going to be because we don't know because we fired Nakamura like a week ago. Still kind of stings. Two weeks ago? I don't know. But up next we got fucking somebody. We're on the road. I don't even know who we play next. Ah, damn it. Who do we play? Ah, Nashville. Get to go to the place that's by Elvis's. Whatever. 
Yeah, Nashville. They make that hot chicken. Shit's pretty good. But, um... Oh! Boys and girls. Time is up. Albert Felice is going to get there. There's no question. He squares in. There it is. It's another. And it's Mumble Rodriguez again. Scoring goals left and right. Felice with the assist. Big shout out to my favorite band, Familiar with Failure, for the introductory music. You can find them at FWFTX on all social media platforms. Once again, that's Familiar with Failure. Check them out. Badass band. Cool ass people.